everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to the Digging Deeper Jazz video series. This is video number six, 2X Your Jazz Chops. So today we're gonna to be talking about an idea that's gonna help literally double your vocabulary, frankly, better than that. It's a very, very cool exercise. And we're gonna be working on the Chelly Parker song, Scrabble from the Apple. All right, well, as you probably know, if you've seen any of these videos or the previous series, I love doing these videos. And really, it's because you guys are here investing in yourselves. And that's very inspirational to me. And anything I can do to support you investing in this and this music in yourselves is uh, great. That's why we're all here. And uh, as I've talked about before, the two groups that I'm talking to here are, there's a lot of adult amateurs who are, who are tuning in. And that's fabulous. And the people that would tune into something like this are really have a fierce desire to get better at this music and to be a part of this music and a part of what it means to be a musician. And I, I love that energy. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, uh, someone who's serious about golf and the amount of time and money and energy and dedication they'll spend to knock two or three strokes off their game over the course of years. That's what I'm talking about. And so I dig that kind of dedication. And that, those are a lot of the folks that I'm listening to, or rather that are listening here. Um, and then the other group, there's a lot of jazz professionals like myself, educators and players who are tuning into this. And I love that. And I think there are plenty of my friends and peers out there, let's say that, you know, have been going for that sought after adjunct college teaching gig in your town. And you get that gig and then you find out like, wow, doesn't pay very much money, huh? Or you've got the gig, it's great, and 10 years later, and now you've got two kids, and it's like, wow, uh, huh, wonder what the next step is. Those are the kind of people I'm talking to. So uh, now these two groups, the main reason I'm doing these videos is to bring the two of these groups together, to let my jazz musician friends, my pro friends out there know that this is amazing work to be working with these adult musicians these really dedicated students. This is a lot of the work that I do, my personal teaching, working with uh, adult amateurs, and I'm coaching jazz players all around the country. In New York, in Bethesda, Maryland, in Sarasota, Florida, in Philly. I was talking to somebody today in Portland, Oregon, and in California. So we're spreading this idea around. So you guys need to call me. Whichever group you're in, give me a call, send me an email. This is the mission I'm on, and I need you guys to be a part of this. This is how it works. Okay, so let's, uh, let's dig into this idea of our, uh, you know, sort of cool tip for the day. And I'm going to put this sheet up on the screen right now, and let's call this the up a minor third thing. Now, this is very related to the previous video, video number five that we did, the commando jazz skills thing, where we were talking about motivic playing. And, you know, one of the many ways we can do that is by getting good at transposing and different root motions. So today, as the video series says, we're gonna dig deeper into that, and we're gonna work specifically with a minor third transposition, and we're gonna do it in a specific place, harmonically, in a tune. So I've chosen um, Scrapple from the Apple, but it really could be any song that involves two fives, which, by the way, is almost every jazz song ever written, right? Two five ones, that progression, is like the DNA of jazz and the great American songbook songs that we all pick. So, um, and I'm talking really the first four measures of Scrapple from the Apple, as you can see, 
is uh, a G minor seven to a C7 concert, G minor seven to the C7. So I'm talking most specifically about those first four measures. And what I'm gonna do when I play some examples, I'm gonna be playing them over the first four measures since that's where this idea really works well over that two five progression. So here's the deal. When you see that G minor seven to C7, that's a two five progression. If that doesn't make sense to you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, sounds like you need to look at a video on two fives and then come back here and check it out. So uh, for those folks that are good with what a two five is, here's an interesting little quirk. Uh, I can't remember who showed me this, who told me this. I'm not the first guy to ever realize this or to ever teach it, I'm sure, but it's pretty awesome. So on the G minor chord, play whatever you were gonna play. Play a little one measure melody, whatever that is. On the C7 chord, you're not gonna play C7. What you're gonna do is play the same thing you played up a minor third. So if I play a little melody like this on G minor. By the way, I have this handout I'd love to show you. This is item number one on the handout. I played one, one, two, three, two, one, didn't sing it very well, in G minor. When I get to the C7 chord, I'm going to play it in B flat minor. I'm not playing the, the second chord change. It says C7. I'm not playing C7. I'm playing B flat minor. But I'm not thinking of it as a chord substitution. I'm thinking of it as what I just played. I'm going to play it again up a minor third. So that gets us playing motivically. By definition, you're playing the same thing a second time. That's good music, right? And it turns out that this upper minor third relationship puts it in a pretty cool place in the tune. Now that little melody I played there is the last four measures of the song Groove and High by Dizzy Gillespie. It was composed into that song. So there's one. Whatever you play on the minor chord, just play it up a minor third. Of course, that requires the chops to be able to do that, mostly mental chops, right? Item number two on the sheet uh, that I put up, simple pattern. This is my G minor lick. Now I'll play it up a minor third. Pattern number three. So now these patterns aren't, they're just patterns I like. The first one, actually many of them are quotes. Number one is from Groove and High. Number two is a simple digital, you know, math pattern. Number three is taken from the song Cry Me a River. It's a classic jazz lick. Number four is taken from Honeysuckle Rose. Just great little melodies. And so we get used to doing that. So here's what I'm going to do. Let me, I'm going to loop the A section of Scrapple from the Apple. In other words, those eight measures are going to go over and over. I'm never going to get to the bridge. And on the first four measures, I'm going to play uh, example number one. I'm going to play it twice. I'm going to play it in measure one and two. Then I'm going to play the same thing in measure three and four. I may change the rhythm a little bit to make it interesting. But it's going to be the same notes in one and two, three and four. Then I'll improvise a little bit for the last four measures of the A section. Then when I go back second time, I'm going to play example number two. When I take the third time around, I'm going to play the lick from number three, just so you can hear what it sounds like and what this upper minor third thing sounds like. Here's the trick. If you've listened to any jazz at all, this is going to sound kind of familiar. All right, so here I go. I'm going to start off with example number one. Thank you. 
So went by kind of quick, but if you kind of know what to listen for, that's it. It's the coolest little device. So you're going to see two fives constantly. And so now you have a way to play motivically and to amp up the harmony a little bit on the five chord using this little funny equivalency. We'll, we'll get into why it works. Well, okay, here's the hint, diminished. It's sort of a diminished altered relationship. I explain it a little bit on the sheet. So by the way, please send me an email to jeffantoniak at gmail.com. I would love to send you the PDF that goes along with this. Um, which you've been seeing on your screen a little bit. And you know what, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm also gonna uh, improvise a little bit here in a non-motivic way. In other words, what I play on the minor chord, I'm not gonna copy it exactly in the second measure, but I am gonna use the relationship. So in other words, I'm gonna play in G minor in the first measure, and then I'm gonna play something, maybe not even motivic, but play in B flat minor as the C7 chord is playing, just so you can hear that that it, it works great with the motivic stuff for sure, and that's that's really one of the big values of it. But it also sounds pretty cool just playing more through composed lines. And uh, let me see if I can give you an example. So again, you're listening for the first four measures specifically. The second four measures of the loop, I'll just be improvising. on the internet, one or two little stray notes in there, but it's a pretty cool sound, right? So whether you play motivically with it or just sort of use it as an interesting way to get an altered sound. Now here's the way, uh, here's the thing. I was, some of the notes that I ended up playing in that second measure, I could have gotten to using other devices. Would you want to call it a tritone sub? Would have sort of gotten me there, the half old diminished scale, sort of, kind of, the altered scale, sort of, kind of. But the interesting thing is when I'm thinking with this, each of, those, each of those ways to get me to those notes would have had me playing, me, Jeff, playing different material. And I think most players are like that. How we get to a collection of notes, that process um, generally gets us playing different things. So if it's the same collection of notes, but you can get to it four different ways, practice those four ways because I think your result will be different each time. Anyway, that's the, uh, that's the shtick for today. I hope you enjoyed this. And again, I really, really want to be in communication with you folks, whether it's a jazz professional who wants to sort of talk about the work you're doing and how to expand your business, or adults who are looking for a place to play, looking for great information, looking for mentorship. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. So send me an email, jeffantoniak at gmail.com. If you haven't, please subscribe to the channel. We've got much more great stuff coming up for you in uh, the Digging Deeper Jazz series. Thanks so much. Take care.